So yeah, thanks for taking the time. You're in uh, Brooklyn. Where we're are in you? Queens, but we're like Queens. it's like we're like two blocks from Brooklyn though. Okay. Is there a rivalry between Queens and Brooklyn that I should know about? Probably. Probably. We're not. Really we're part not of part of that. <laughs> we weren't born here. We came here to start a better life. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds good so far. Um, so it's eleven o'clock where you are. Yes. It feels. Good morning. Early. Yeah. Yeah, you're in Brighton, right? Yeah, five hours difference. I think it is. So. Uh, yeah. How's it going four? over there? Yeah, it's raining. It's it's damp. You know, usual stuff. <laughs> Sounds classically English. Yeah. So we're having a horrible spring, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a white. It's the the days are getting longer. The the it's becoming lighter earlier and later, which is good. You know. Do you know about the Prince Albert that we're going to play? Yeah, I know. I know about that place. Yeah. Is it is it cool? Have you been? No, it's terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't well, go there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. No, it's amazing. It's a, it's quite small, but it's um it's a really, really well-known Brighton venue. It's like a room in a pub. The pub is famous because it's got this wall of graffiti, which is basically rock rock stars, you know, and some local guy. The whole wall is basically covered in these images of Hendrix and Amy Winehouse and everybody you can think of who's famous and uh, yeah, it's a great venue. It's a great sound system. Perfect place for you guys, I think. Have you never played in Brighton before? No, we played like six or seven times. Uh, somewhere else during the whole Great Escape thing, but yeah, I so like you, Brighton. So, so you were here for the Great Escape. When was that? 2018, yeah. Uh, and apart from that, have you played in Brighton? Yeah, we can't. We played the Concord in 2019. We played also in 2018 when we came back. We did the Haunt a few times. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, so the, so the Albert's great. It's just, it's a little bit smaller, but um, it's a uh, it's the center of rock and roll in Brighton. <laughs> well, we wanted to play like more intimate spaces, and we wanted to be able to play like multiple shows over um a few nights it seemed like a better touring practice <laughs> to do i'm excited to test it out you know yeah we get to like stay in the same city for i think that's a really good idea and I, i'm I, <laughs> I think that's you know i'm surprised more people don't do it actually because I, I was interested in the fact that you're doing two evening shows one afternoon show and you're also doing a an in-store aren't you a res resident records in-store so yeah three three live shows in two days is that right yeah, it's yeah. it's also like uh, for if there's anybody who really you know likes us and wants to see more than one show, we'll do different songs. Yeah, so just makes yeah. it makes it more fun, you know. Yeah, I think that's good. At least you get to spend a bit of time checking out rather than just coming into town, playing a gig, leaving. You know, it's uh, yeah. A lot of people yeah, don't even know where they good. are half the time. You know, where am I? <laughs> what what city is this? Yeah. Um, the afternoon shows are great as well because I'm a big fan of afternoon shows and I think more more bands should do them really because what's wrong with going to a gig in the afternoon, you know? Well, we'll find out. You know, we're not really early risers, so. No, but I mean, you probably had an early show at the Great Escape, didn't you, when you were here before? If you can it's remember, like five. That's maybe, still yeah. Pretty early though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So yeah, I think that's really good. Um, and uh, you're doing the residence install because obviously you've got the album coming out, which ties in with that. Um, 
I've been playing some tracks, which is which are amazing. I love your love your music. Throne is brilliant. Um, and yeah, so what album number is this? Well, uh, it's kind of depends how you count. I mean, it's really our, it's really our second, second album, but we had a, a we had like an EP that I think you know it's like longer than an EP, so we called that a mini album. So yeah, it's really the, the label would not let it be called a mini album. <laughs> it was an EP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really our second like big statement, you know. And it's been a while since the first album. Oh yeah, I mean it's been way too long, honestly. I yeah. Mean, uh, partially COVID's fault, partially our own fault. I mean, uh, uh, me and Nikki also make films, so we made a film and that came out in 2020, and that sucked up so much of our energy. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be more records in the future without less gaps. We already have like 20 songs we're gonna record when we come back in May for our third record. Hopefully. Wow, already. Cool. Just obviously, I'll talk about the the music, but I'm just curious about the film. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, so it's called Private Chat, spelled PVT Chat. Um, it's it's out there in all the streaming things if people want to see it. Yeah, it stars Peter Vac and Julia Fox. It's about a, a sort of a, a kinky romantic comedy slash erotic thriller in which this guy falls in love with a cam girl and stalks her in real life uh but sort of the twist is that instead of any violence ensuing as the sort of generic plot seems to suggest they actually do fall in love um right. so it's kind of a perverted love yeah. story of sorts and nikki so, acts in it actually oh, okay yeah it sounds like uh what's that film that famous film with uh, richard Gere and juliet roberts Oh, <laughs> pretty woman. Is it pretty woman? Obviously, it doesn't sound like that, but it's a kind of a similar, yeah. you know, where he falls in love with a, a, a prostitute, a hooker, or whatever. And uh, yeah, it all ends with the heart of gold. After. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess your film's not quite like that, is it? <laughs> our film's a little, our film's a little more seedy than that. Yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> Was it just a like a, a personal project, or did it did it get a, a release, or how how could people? Yeah, see it? no, it's uh, yeah, it's been released. It, it had like it played in like some festivals and theater things, but during COVID only. But it's out there in all the streaming things. There's just yeah. DVDs of it. There was going to be a small theatrical run, but then, you know, 2020. So. There's a lot of nudity in it and only really male nudity. Uh, and uh, so I think some people were afraid of the erections. Uh, we still live in, unfortunately, I guess, like a very phallic fearing society. So it got banned from certain things because of that. Although that yeah. show on HBO has like so many dicks in it. Yeah, but it's like they're like be they're beautifully lit. I'm sure they're fake, you know. No, I don't think they no, are. They're like stand-ins though. They're not the actual actors members. <laughs> well, if they if they you're right, if they do have like a like a full frontal, it's usually like side characters. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like it does remind me. I, I seem to remember that so it was okay to have dicks. But they had to be flaccid, whereas an erection exactly. was definitely a no-no, wasn't it? And that's still the same, yeah. is it? Oh, okay. It's like tits with like nipples. Like it's yeah. okay to see the tits, yeah, but I you mean, can't when, see the nipple. When, when I was talking to some distributors early on who turned down the film, they said, "Ben, if you show uh, naked female flesh, that's art. If yeah. You show, if you show an erection, that's just obscene. You know, mm. <laughs> which is like, uh, you know, obviously the film. Uh, I, I mean, I personally really disagree with that sentiment. I, I find well, it you know, it's it's a perfectly natural thing, isn't it? As far as I'm concerned, to have an erection, isn't it? Right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a worthy 
it's it, you know it's a worthy subject for an art just as, yeah <laughs> why isn't it? it's a part of daily life you know? well yeah. male per male perversion has been in you know we've been subjected to it for so long we might as well actually see the act yeah. <laughs> good stuff so uh, I guess COVID, well, at, le at least you were kept busy during COVID to an extent, but the music had to take a bit of a backseat, certainly in terms of live performances. You know, I guess it was almost decimated for a while. We, 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 did you record this album in COVID environment or when did you make this album? Yeah, we recorded it in September 2020 and then did a second session in January 2021. And we were at the studio where this studio called trout in brooklyn where there's a regular studio in the basement which is the actual studio where the console and all the gear is and stuff uh but they have an apartment that they also own um bryce who uh is his studio and on top of the apartment they usually like airbnb it or something but for covid the whole band was upstairs and our signals were all being sent to the console downstairs so the engineer was not in the same room with us when we were playing Right. Uh, which was kind of kind of and then there was like even like a little you know la uh, laptop set up where we could see him on uh like i guess skype or whatever it was just like this <laughs> it was just it was just like, and he was like going to do another take like from the computer you know that kind of thing you yeah. played by the rules it sounds like <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean what's funny what, what's funny is like we <laughs> well you know, technically probably shouldn't have been doing it at all if we played by the rules but yeah yeah <laughs> we I, I mean what's funny is like after doing all that we're like you know let play it play us back some tracks and we'd go downstairs and also yeah. in the same room with them but you know whatever it's just one one person yeah <laughs> okay so it was recorded quite a long time ago then so did you delay it on purpose or, or what, what why is it only coming out now yeah we delayed on purpose because we wanted to be able to tour it uh it's part of the fun of being a band is to share the music so we pushed it back hoping that uh we could tour it and it looks like we're going to be able to also it took a long time to mix just because yeah. we tracked it, it, you know, we didn't, uh, you know, we started mixing with this guy, Bryce Goggin, uh, who was, who lives in Vermont. And so a lot of our, he did some mix sessions in person, but a lot of them were over uh, Zoom as well. And there's, you know, there's like an app that allows us to hear exactly what his Pro Tools is hearing. But uh, we got kind of frustrated with that process. So then we ended up remixing it all with Adam Sachs. Who, be, who was the guy who was the original initial engineer? I got I had second thoughts about a lot of the lyrics, so I, I retracked some of the lyrics, you know, that kind of thing. So it went all the way up until fairly recently. And I don't know if you know about like the the recording plant, the you know, like how Adele how Adele's like vinyl like stopped, you know, product vinyl production for everyone yeah. for like six yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. We, we hadn't we hadn't been caught up in that really but we were like we had to give it like eight months they're like yeah. give us like six to eight months and we're like okay <laughs> like okay <laughs> yeah it's a real problem these days mm. yeah it's a, uh, hopefully i don't know hopefully more people are building manufacturing plants because um that's that's the only thing that's going to solve this situation isn't it because uh yeah um, yeah one of them burned down i think a few years ago that like even further decimated right it. wow Okay. I mean, it is cool that there's like 400,000 people that want to buy the Adele thing on vinyl. That's cool, I guess. Do they, though? I mean, apparently they do. Mm. I don't know. They're like in, <laughs> yeah. they're in like, it, it's in, they're like in Target and like Barnes and Nobles and like big, right. big chain stores have like, you know, brand new releases on vinyl. That's yeah. kind of, it's kind of cool, I guess. Is it, uh, is vinyl something that's 
important to you? I mean, obviously it's important enough to, to release music on vinyl, but is it something that holds a special place for you in any way? Or is it just, uh, how, how do you see it? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I buy vinyls on my favorite records. I'm more so for the artwork, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, That's the best part. Yeah, I think me and Nikki are products of the CD generation. I actually like, yeah. I, I kind of wish CDs would come back. I like not having to flip the side. They're easier to store. CD booklets often have way more information than paradoxically than vinyl liner notes do. Yeah. Uh, the Bodega CD actually in that tradition has uh, an extra song that the vinyl does not have. So you need to get the CD to hear it because it doesn't okay. fit on the vinyl. No. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're limited, aren't you? Yeah. 45 minutes or something like that. 40, something like that. 44, technically. 44. Okay. You get 22 aside before you start losing. Yeah. Okay. God forbid. <laughs> you wouldn't want to lose your low end, would you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. So, is it a five piece coming over? How many are how many are there of you? Yeah, there's five. Uh, five. Two guitars, bass, drums, and Nikki, whatever I Nikki am is our auxiliary front person, uh, extra percussion samples, that kind of thing. Yeah. Have you managed to do many shows at all recently? Or? We just did three last year. Um, yeah. We did one at an old IBM facility in Kingston, New York that has been long since abandoned. And that one was pretty cool. And then we did like a single release for doers in in um, November. There was one other one. <laughs> I can't so remember. No, yeah, it was, the, it was the one in Manhattan. Okay, great. Yeah, we yeah, have we're... one Brooklyn, one Manhattan, one. <laughs> Can you remember anything like... about that show? <laughs> yeah, it was all like the season. It was funny. We did like one in spring, one in summer, one in fall. So we, yeah. we, we covered the whole spring. Okay, so that's that's all you've done. Three shows in the last year or two since 2020. Uh, yeah, since wow. since because we we went on tour in February 2020 in yeah. America. So. You know, our last show was probably like February 28th or something silly like that. And then we drove back across America and we're like, oh, there's from L.A. to New York. It, was, it took about like a week. And we're like, oh, there's like this virus thing. That's weird. <laughs> and then we get to New York and it's like, what? Yeah, I think that was the last show I saw the 28th of February. I mean, not that I've seen the show since then, but that was the last show before it all struck. Yeah. 28th of February. I always forget. I'll always remember that day. Yeah. Anyway, um. What show was it? It was a band called Dry Cleaning. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. we toured with Dry Cleaning. Did you? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. We, well, it's funny. <laughs> they were opening for us at that time. Right. It was before, it was and now they're, they'd, like, way bigger. Before they'd put out music or anything. Yeah, it would have been 2019. Oh, I love Dry Cleaning. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're great. They're great. So, yeah. So, the, so the, obviously, Bodega. Is it Bodega or Bodega? Can I just get, make sure I get that right? Bodega. I like how you guys say bodega. Bodega. Is yeah. it bodega? Yeah. yeah. That's how Steve Lamax says it. Bodega. Okay. Uh, how would you say it in America? Bodega. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it's, named it's, just, after, it's named after a shop. Is that right? In a, in... Well, I mean, it, it, it's a word that has many meanings, but we initially got it from the Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Oh, did there, you? In, in the town uh, is Bodega Bay, which I thought was a fake uh, town. But it's actually a real town in California. Oh, but right, also, okay. it's what we call like corner stores in New York. Yeah, or, and I guess, I guess it's what they call wine shops in Spain. So I like I like all those different meanings. It's cool. So it's like a generic term, is it a bodega? Yeah. 
So it's like a, a, a corner shop or a shop, a convenience store is what we might it's like a, It's it like here. a convenience store that's like not a chain store. And typically yeah. they're like, they're all like immigrant run, hence yeah. the term bodega, which, you know, it has Spanish origins. But Okay, right. Yeah. Birds. Very yeah. frightening film when I saw that as a kid. Oh, oh it's um, a great film, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about uh, perversion in film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is an element of that, isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> I might have to revisit the birds. Yeah, God, I mean, the, the birds come because of the erotic force of Tippi Hedren. Yeah, you know. yes, yeah. Hitchcock was a little bit, you know, but you know, great director, made some amazing films. Total pervert, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pervertry. Uh, so the album's called Broken Equipment, and um, I was just wondering what that's a reference to. There's an essay on art that Heidegger has in which he compares art to his term broken equipment. In this, he says broken equipment is like art in the sense that when you have a tool, you take it for granted. But when it breaks, it reveals itself. The example I always use is like Wi-Fi. Like you, I never notice that we have Wi-Fi in our apartment only until it goes down. Then it reveals itself to me. Yeah. Or I think Heidegger's example was a shoe. Like you, you don't really notice that you're even wearing shoes until there are holes in them, for example. Yeah. Um, so I think art is kind of like that, where uh, it's made by broken, damaged people who reveal something about the ordinary, something about ordinary reality that we normally take for mm. granted. I, I, I like that meaning, but I also thought it was funny that it sounds like we recorded it on broken equipment, like blown out amplifiers or something. Uh, also, you know, I, I've been thinking about how the the system is quote unquote broken and yeah. maybe it always has been but because it's so so apparent now to almost everybody uh the, the political systems i mean it's because they're so broken that the, the plus side is they're revealing themselves also yeah. you know i just like the way it sounds too it sounds yeah in it. it's cool is that martin hardiger you're talking about yeah wow heavy stuff <laughs> Yeah, we gotta get well, we gotta get heavy somehow. We I've never, uh, you know, I love all that um, stuff, kind of existentialist angle, I guess, from him. But uh, I've uh, every time I try to actually try and read one of his books, I get very, very confused. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think like the key okay. to reading them is you have to like accept it almost like a psychedelic experience, like let it wash yeah. over you yeah. and just and just and just keep just keep going because they're they're as yeah. poetic as they are. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not rigorous philosophy. You know, no, yeah, good stuff. After let after it wash the... over me so quickly yeah. that I just like end up falling asleep. So <laughs> I'll have to uh, I'll have to check out that essay. What's the essay? It's actually called Broken Equipment. No, yeah. I have to look, but yeah, there's oh, a really great. There's like a little like it's book, on technology. book that most bookshops have that's like late Heidegger essays, like way later right. than being a time. Yeah. And there's several of them in there. And it has the art one, has the technology one in there. And th that those are all, those are the best Heidegger writings, I think. So okay. All right, just just finally, there's um just regarding the song Statuettes on the console as well. That that's a that's a really cool title, I think, and um very striking title. Can you talk about that song at all? Is there is there anything that you'd like to say or is it just a good song that you recorded? <laughs> I have you listened to the different versions? No, I haven't. No, I recorded it in nine languages, and it was kind of been a project I've been doing for the last year where I just felt that 
I wanted to reach people in their own language and that had made friends all over the world. So I just put out a call on social media and I was like, if anyone's interested in being a part, whether they're friends or fans or just like friends of friends um, and whoever got back to me, I, I did a version. Um, and it's really cool because most of the people who actually got back to me were musicians themselves. So yeah. they were able to like, you know, figure out the cadence, you know, which is probably honestly one of the hardest parts. I could like, you know, try to like chameleonize a an, an accent, you know, sort of. I mean, I don't I never really like succeeded fully, <laughs> but it's like hard to figure out, like, how do I say this so I can fit it in to the yeah, into the lines? Because, you know, most languages you have different like you know like so many more consonances or like oh like like mm. the consonants change what i meant to say um like so like like in the dutch one it's like double the consonants that you have to say within the sentence so i'm like how do i fit this in that's <laughs> on the console to me was just about shifting perspectives and also about external forces that you can't control but that you defy so what languages did you do apart from Dutch and English? I did Spanish, Portuguese, Greek, Italian, German, French. Yeah, then Dutch and English. And, and are they available to listen to? Yeah. yeah they're okay. on Spotify. They're on Spotify I'll, and they're on YouTube and I'll, I don't I'll know check, other places. I'll check those out. Will you be doing oh, Ukrainian. any? I did Ukrainian, which is kind of amazing. Well, yeah. brilliant. So... Will you be performing any of those other languages at any of these gigs? Well, actually, funny enough, the Brighton one, um, <laughs> the woman who helped me do the Greek version will be at one of the shows. And I'm not sure which one yet, so I have to figure that out. Okay. But I thought I would do her, the version for her so she, to hear it yeah. at one of you know, whatever one she's at. Since I also I don't feel like I'm going to Greece anytime soon. Thanks very much for taking the time. And um enjoy the rest of the day and uh, it's coming up fast isn't it so you'll be coming here really soon and three days in brighton so yeah that's that's really good and the album's going to be coming out on the 11th on the 11th yeah on the 11th itself so that's friday friday week isn't it so yeah you know obviously you must be pretty ex uh, excited to be doing some shows and doing a tour so it's been a long yeah. time yeah thanks All right. for taking the time talk to us take care bye thank bye. you bye